Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. We ready to dive in? Yeah. Cool. Here we go. Welcome to the Long Box Podcast, presented by Plus Waco Comics, your bi-weekly info dump of all things comics. That was my line. No, you say the first part. Oh, oh, my bad. I'm trying to steal time. It's it's fine. You said, that was my part, and then you go, it's late. Welcome to the Long Box Podcast, presented by Plus Waco Comics and Rogue Media Network. You're spotty. Dump of comic news. That's the tricky part of the job. Balancing what you want to do with what you need to do. Hmm. Related to this episode. Oh, Omni-Man. Yeah. Hey, okay, nice. I got it. I got nice. it. I got it. Nice. So uh, w- welcome back or welcome us back, I guess, however we want to put it. Um, we've, we took a little bit of a hiatus and uh, we are, we are back now. So to the thousands of of craving fans that to the were tens of fans, the tens, tens of fans, the tens of y'all, the tens of you guys, we apologize. That's all right, but we're back and uh, we're gonna hit you guys with uh, a favorite of of people's. Um, I think Invincible from Robert Kirkman and Kurt, oh, that's not Kurt Busiek. Who's the artist on here? Kurt Busiek is a writer. Why would you even throw him out there? I looked down and it said introduction by Kurt Busiek. Uh, and wow. I just looked like I was, ah, oh, damn. Corey Walker. Corey Walker. Corey Walker, if you're ever listening, I'm here. I'm sorry, man. But yeah, uh, we're going to be going over the first volume of Invincible. That covers issues number one through four. Um, and I think in the animation episodes, it's the first episode. Yeah, my, yeah. Yeah, I'm pretty yeah, sure it was the first so. episode. Mm-hmm. Um, we, uh, Invincible came out, uh, in the early 2000s, I think. Um, Mm -hmm. and it's, uh, it was a really cool kind of play on the superhero tropes going on because there's a lot of things that are in there that would be familiar, but it also makes them like, you know, it's not that serious. Like whenever, uh, the character reveals that he has powers to his parents, it's like, huh, okay, cool. And it's just like mentioned off like a little normal thing, you know? Um, or to his mom, anyway. But well, I mean, his parents were w- just kind of waiting. His dad knew they would come. Mm-hmm. Did so he? It, well, he told him you're going to be yeah. a superhero, and he was like, "Really? Cool." When he was like eight, I thought it was always like he was like kind of waiting and seeing. He didn't know if it was going to happen or not. I mean, 
It's it w- kind of like you're like you're anxious to yeah. see when like uh, who wouldn't be excited to be like wow I'm gonna have superpowers but you don't know when that's gonna yeah, happen right and it's cool because like they just have it in a moment where he's at his job and he's like taking the trash out and he's like throwing it and all of a sudden he Chunks throws the, it like a mile in the air yeah it's like oh what the fuck are you doing right now what do you mean I don't I don't know you're what like do- getting way into it and we haven't even like <laughs> introed you haven't done any promos wow we done, like, news. what the hell it's just been a while man. <laughs> <laughs> it's already a train wreck Wow, okay Well, welcome to the train wreck, y'all The train wreck Before we continue all aboard we, uh, We're we going to get into some news I guess Cool I'm, If if you're okay with it, Joey Yes, sir, yes, sir. If, you're, yes, sir. If, you're allow, if you're allowing it today I, I allow it You want to tell your invincible story Oh my god <laughs> Super hyped about it I told myself too, man. I'd, I'd be good. Mm. I fucked it up. <laughs> it's all right. We're recording two episodes today. Yeah. All right, Mondo, you got any news? Yeah, I kind of found something on here, and y'all guys might be able to tie in the actual like issues, what's going on. Yeah. But uh, turns out that uh, John Stewart has gotten some, or they've unveiled that he has the power to absorb power, like raw energy across the universe. Is that is that going on right now? I know he recently got an upgrade. Like he, oh yeah, and so it's it's they're kind of a lot of hints turning like can he be more powerful than Superman? Because of something with the core battery, it's like it's damaged, and so, so like it, all this power was being released, and he had to like he was the only one that could absorb it and withhold it. Huh. Let's see what's going on. It says, um, and this it's kind of like an unexpected situation. I, that they say that how it's playing out in comics is it's not there's there's no been any lead up you know lead up to it or any stories that it's just this happened within I guess a storyline let's see Green Lantern number nine by Jeffrey Thorne Tom ba- Tom Rainey Marco Santucci huh okay that is news yeah yeah I'd like to see the day that John Stewart gets a little bit more recognition on the on you know the the power scale level on know? the uh, power the hierarchy of power there you go. That's a good way to put it. Power scale level. That's why you're the editor, man. Yeah. So that, but that was just like announced like a couple of hours, like a couple of hours ago, I think. Oh so wow. I don't know if it's. Oh, well, wow. he got his upgrade, I think, two or three months ago. It's okay. it's been some time, like in the summer. Um, but yeah, I'm all for it. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, I can see it. I mean, you can pull Hal Jordan out of the spotlight for a little while. Yeah, it's about time. But that was a little tidbit of news that I saw that I was like, oh, this would be kind of cool to talk about. That's cool. Cool. Yeah. Uh, The news that I have, I don't know if people, I'm sure they have, been paying attention. Henry Cavill will not be reprising his role as Superman in the DC Mm -hmm. movie universe uh, after making an appearance. And if you haven't seen it, spoiler alert, but really, who gives a shit? (laughs) He was at the very tail end of Black Adam uh dressed up as superman again uh you know portraying the character and there was a big hullabaloo mm-hmm. that's a scientific word <laughs> <laughs> good job man i'm proud of you yeah you learned you learned something today you got another crease in your brain uh no there was a big uh, to do from dc and warner brothers with an announcement especially from henry cavill saying that he had indeed returned as Superman, and going forward, they were, you know, about to resurge the the entire movie franchise or whatever. 
Um, I think what happened, what people, and people are upset, mm-hmm. you know, that Cavill has been cast aside. Affleck has been cast. Affleck was never a good Batman. I don't care mm-hmm. what the fuck you tell me. You will never convince me that he was a good Batman. Mm-hmm. Some was, people loved it. He was trash. He was such trash. Unnecessary. You just get the fuck out of here. On topic. Anyways, yeah, no, I'm getting there. I'm getting there because Bat Affleck was cast aside. The whole <laughs> Snyderverse was cast aside mm-hmm. for James Gunn and Peter Safran's new version. Um, and everybody's blaming James Gunn. Like, no, the thing is, uh, the whole universe was garbage. Mm-hmm. The only good movies were like Man of Steel, Wonder Woman, the first one, Shazam. Shazam. Yeah, and everything else, and Aquaman was fun. But everything else was garbage. Just throw it away. Throw it all away. There's some real. good ones like the um, Birds of Prey and stuff, but they weren't anything that was going to lead to, you know, what we all wanted to see, which was the core members. Yeah, right? they were they were really trying to do the interconnectedness of it and just yeah. the sporadicness of the, but even know, the filming like, schedules and all that. Yeah. It was just it was bad. Even Birds of Prey didn't fit into the right. yeah, exactly. main universe, exactly. into yeah. the, like the Justice League universe. Mm-hmm. That Harley Quinn was not the same Harley Quinn. It might have yes. it might have been the same actress, actress yeah. but it wasn't the same mm-hmm. like character from the same universe right. that existed. There's you can't tell me otherwise. And apparently, I guess I don't know, James Gunn's like cleaning house or, or I don't with, know if he's with, cl- yeah, with the, at least the the direction for sure cuz like they cut they cut um Gal Gadot's like scene in Flashpoint her end thing that was in there. They her. just need to scrap that whole movie. So I think it's just like they're trying to re- work a real like rebuild which is what they need yeah. to do. No, like, yeah, you're right. Uh, I'm hoping that it's uh, I mean it sucks cuz having Henry Cavill was a great Superman. There's no doubt about it. Uh and it sucks that we're losing him to it, but it's good that you know we have somebody in the driver's seat that has a direction it's yeah. like look i that was messy back there let's move forward a lot cleaner you know yeah. well, hopefully that's and just people aren't looking at like how danny said in the chat like they wasted henry cavill's prime as superman yeah they did like he's getting older just like any actor would like and we want to see those like young fresh like superman stories yeah, they'll, you will come wanna, back as a kingdom come. You want to, yeah, yeah. You want to see at least ten years worth of Superman, yeah. the same way Marvel did with mm-hmm. with Downey Jr. and Evans and Hemsworth and all those guys. You know, uh, RDJ picked like the perfect exit. Yeah, like, he was the starting point, and he picked a perfect exit. And ten years, fifteen years, however long he was in there, it worked. But Henry Cavill is already past his prime, and. It's going to suck when, like, yeah, he can still pull it off as Superman 2 or Man of Steel 2, mm-hmm. whatever. But, you know, Justice League 2 or Man of Steel 3, when, you know, he's supposed to be immortal almost. Yeah, it would have been. And now, you know, he's got graying temples. <laughs> Come on. Yeah. But on the upside of that, uh, for any gamer fans out there, uh, fans of Warhammer series, Warhammer 40,000 or 40K, uh, Henry Cavill is a, is a huge nerd in that community, like in the gaming community. Uh, he was one of the people that really put the the Witcher alive uh, on uh, on television or on you know streaming. Uh, he's going to be producing and leading in a Warhammer 40k series over at Amazon. Oh wow! Yeah, so yeah. he's he uh, he kind of he made a really good heartfelt post about it, you know promising to respect the IP and all that. And, yeah. And so uh, I have a buddy of mine. Shout out to uh, Daniel Cox over at uh, King's Landing. Uh, I I'm going to hit him up and learn all I can about Warhammer 40k just for this. So. 
Shout out. And Joey said he didn't have any news. Look at that. Hey, Look I did. That. Look at that. That's tight. Does it make up for earlier? No. Okay, yeah, that is my bad, y'all. Well, let's go to break. You got it. Welcome back to the Longbox Podcast. This one is brought to you by DeLaNina.co. She creates handmade custom jewelry with a lot of love and inspiration from Mexican heritage, a lot of love for the holidays, and her unyielding nerdiness. Make sure you head on over to Facebook or Instagram at DeLaNina.co and get yourself some uh, some goodies. You know, Christmas is coming up. Uh, she's got a lot of holiday stuff on, this, on, their, on the store, so make sure you hit her up. Yeah, that was... That was okay-ish. Yeah, it fell off at the end. Well, you kind of jumbled it in the middle. I jumble a lot. Yeah. You know? Man, you got to get better at writing. I got to get better at talking. I got to get better at human communication. You do. I Joey's a robot. fucking suck. I, Joey's a robot. I, the He's more. A kid, Joey. <laughs> oh, <laughs> shit. Is Joey an AI writer? He's a, oh, <laughs> dang. My God. Uh, I can't compute. Mm. Um, but no, nah, man, I, uh, I've, I've realized over some time that I, I think it's... It, Definitely not over COVID, but I, I kind of like s- put myself in solitude. Mm-hmm. And I think it's because I, I found more solace, uh, like looking at my computer and like really just trying to like dive in either writing or reading yeah. or even just watching or streaming stuff. Right. And just like really stuck right there. So I, I got to get out, you know? You, yeah, you, uh, cause you're what, 28? Yeah. You've, you're almost had your formative mm. socializing years taken away from you. Mm-hmm. You know, where you learn how to interact back and forth, you know, breaks, listen, communicate, you know. Yeah, I didn't get none of that. And especially in a more, like, relaxed setting, like, you know, out or, you know, not for, like, a job, at a job or, like, but just out in the world. Yeah. So. I learned. Yeah, you'll get I'm not invincible, man. I'm not invincible. Not invincible. Not Invincible. It's pretty smooth. Pretty but we're smooth. talking about Invincible today. Yeah, we're talking about Invincible. Uh, so volume one. Volume one, mm-hmm. written by Ryan Kirkman and illustrated by Clay Jesus Walker. Jesus Christ. Oh, Robert yeah, I just did. Ryan. I said Ryan Kirkman. You said, you said Ryan, Ryan Kirkman. <laughs> it's Ryan Crabtree, isn't it? Yeah. Producer Mason's yeah. giving us a thumbs down. Who's <laughs> <laughs> like, really? Really, Joey? <laughs> oh, damn it, man. Damn. I didn't even have that much to drink last night. Uh, But no, uh, Invincible, uh, Volume 1, Issues number 1 through 4. We kind of talked about it a little bit before. uh, My bad, and it's it's been a minute. Uh, But jumping back into this one, um, this is kind of like a a mashup of Superman, Spider-Man, and also uh, Ryan, or fuck, Robert Kirkman's uh, fun, uh, you know, writing style on uh, taking tropes and dissecting them and reconstructing them in a way where you can poke fun at it, but also enjoy it as what it is for something new. Right. Uh, and that's what Invincible knocks out of the park in this one. Yeah. Um, this first volume is really fun. It, like you said, it is a mixture. I, I saw it as a mixture of both Superman and Spider-Man because mm-hmm. the it has the classic power set of like Superman flight and vulnerability, super strength. I don't know. If, it doesn't have laser eyes, right? No. Laser no, eyes, no. no. But he does like impossible feats, but they're attributed to a teenager, mm-hmm. a la Spider-Man, you know, 
now he's got these powers and he's got this great response or feels burdened with these great responsibility because of the power, the Man. power set. Plot twist. The parents are involved. There's no dead parental yeah. figures. Yeah, there's or, no or, dead you know, parental like, figures. That's the other thing. Yeah. Like, a lot of times when you see superheroes, what was it in She-Hulk where she said a lot of heroes are like orphans right. or something. Right. What's up with that? And you start running down the list and like, yeah, these guys really, like, Tony Stark, parents dead. Captain America, parents dead. But Captain America's parents should be dead. Yeah. yeah he's, he's, like, he, was, he was born in like 1912. <laughs> yeah. But like, I like if I love how many tropes they break within like the first five or six pages. Because, right. you know, both parents are alive. Uh, you know, the way he finds his power is not something magnificent. He just throws trash in the air. It's like, oh, wow, I'm super strong now. I found that to be kind of like refreshing because it kind of gets all those like what you're expecting out of a superhero story yeah. out of the way so that you can focus on the more like grounded elements or like the real elements of it while it's still being like funny, like right. or colorful or. I think it, it takes a page out of like uh, the first Spider-Man movie, yeah, mm. with Tobey Maguire. Like he knows he's been told from a young age by his dad, who is uh, a superhero in his own right, right. Mm. Uh, that hey, someday you may get superpowers. Doesn't his dad tell him like I'm an alien, you're half alien? He tells him after yeah. he gets powers. After he gets powers, yeah. so that's not in the scene where he sits him down and like Mark, listen, his name is Mark, by the way. Mm-hmm. Listen. Oh yeah, we never said that. Yeah, we never said that. Whoops. Uh, yeah, what was that look for? Like, why are you spilling secrets? Like, my bad, my bad, my bad. <laughs> it's been out forever. I know. <laughs> but also, too, another thing is like in the story is that these like um, I guess you'd call them what like metahumans or what are they called in the book? Like how they they just call them superheroes or I think they just call them supers. Supers. supers yeah. That's what they are. Supers. Yeah. Are they're kind of like normalized in society? Like people know. Yeah, they these. they exist in society right. and they just. You know, some of them have day jobs. Yeah. Like, I think one of the first villains he uh, he interacts with is just a villain who's, like, on the job. You know, he, get, he gets paid for 40 hours of villainy. <laughs> <laughs> I missed that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, like, he's, like, working for another villain. Right. right. Like, you know, he's got to report back like, yeah, uh, we uh, knocked over this corner store. And, you know, uh, like even the way he uh, he gets his costume, like, you know, like, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. He just goes whole, to a tailor, yeah, the tailor that, that just tailor specifically for, you know, supers and stuff. So like and it's really cool because the first vol or I think the first uh, uh, vol or sorry, the first issue of it is really kind of like knocking out all the main tropes of the hero. Right. Who he is, how he got his powers, where he got his costume and what his name is. And where he gets his name from is a really cool conversation from the principal because, you know, like uh, going back to the Spider-Man 1 movie where, like, you know, Flash Thompson bullies Peter mm-hmm. and instead of just, like, doing the dodge and all that, Mark kind of kicks the guy's ass. Yeah. You know, he just kind of shoves him up the well, locker. it's more of a – because, you know, when you look at Spider-Man, Spider-Man is trying to not be that guy. Yeah. You know, whereas Mark, Mark is – that guy. That guy. He's us. Yeah. Given the circumstances, I'm sure like any normal person in high school who got bullied would take the opportunity to Hell beat yeah. the shit out of their bully. Hell yeah. 
And then plus also too, like there's no risk of like, oh, I'm gonna my my oh my mom and dad are yeah gonna like get in the yeah. villains will come after my like his dad's one of the most powerful <laughs> yeah dudes. exactly like, like you know so, so he's invincible yeah. yeah. And so, like the uh, the principal is like, look, man, uh, the best thing you can do is like people are gonna get bullied. That's it, it is yeah. what it is. The best thing you can do is like keep your head low, keep your head in the books, <laughs> and like get get out of here and go to a good college. It's it's really good advice. Yeah. I mean, it kind of sucks, but I mean, in reality, that's what high schools kind of tell you. It's like, hey, don't be a hero. Just right. do your yeah. do what you're supposed to do. And then he's like, you're not invincible, you know. And he's like. I got it. That's my name. And, and so at the end of the first issue, he's like, uh, you know, I, I'm invincible. And he's got his blue and gold costume. And it's it's a beautiful first issue. Like if anyone wants to be uh, like like a writer and you don't know how to make a superhero, dude, read Invincible number one and just deconstruct it from there and work your own way up. Yeah, your name? Is that a good thing? Because, I mean, that's what Robert Kirkman's already done is deconstruct. Are you like going deeper? He deconstructed that. something somebody else is like in the future someone's gonna deconstruct that and in the future someone's gonna deconstruct that and it's gonna go on forever, dude. You, you can't you can't continue to deconstruct, can you? I'm pretty sure we've been doing that since like Have stories, we? yeah. No, you retell or reprise or restructure the story, but deconstructing it to like there there are instances where yes, you can deconstruct and try to tell it. But for the most part, you try to tell the story in a different fashion, like Superman. Yes. Superman is, uh, uh, everybody wants to say he's the Jesus like figure, Christ figure. But he's also Samson, you know, from, again, the Bible. He's also like a, yeah. a form of Hercules. Yeah. You know, he's, he's all these strong okay, figures, okay. you know, just retold, repackaged in a different format, mm-hmm. you know? That's what it. that's what superheroes are. They're modern retellings of of classic heroes, classic mythology. Yeah, yeah. Except for Thor. Oh yeah, that they, dude never. He's like, just lazy as hell. Yeah, like, that's yeah. lazy. Let's just bring that mythology wholehearted <laughs> into it. Speaking of mythology, going back into uh, Invincible, going into number uh, issue number two of the story. Uh, after Mark gets his powers and becomes mm-hmm. invincible, this is whenever his dad tells him, or Omni Man tells him, the story of. Uh, their backstory and where they came from. The Viltrumites, right? Viltrumites. 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 Yeah. Viltrumites. They come from the planet uh, Viltrum. Viltrum. Um, and they they are a race of people that are kind of like the Kryptonians, but what if the Kryptonians wanted to expand their, uh, their well, maybe not Kryptonians, but like they were a race of beings that uh, reached like peak peace. Like they've accomplished all of their great scientific feats. They've done all of like the maybe things. Maybe like inhumans or like, um, what are the other ones? The robot dudes in the MCU now. The Eternals. The Eternals. Like mm. that kind of race, but not as like, they're just, they acknowledge what they can physically do. Yeah. There's no really like, we don't worship anything. We don't, no, they're no, no, kind no. of like the peak of what, what civilization should be and And we can offer this to the universe that's right and so they go ahead and just like they kind of have like like an academy and once you graduate Mm -hmm. from that academy you kind of go off on to a different planet and more or less conquer it i mean they more or less expand their science and offer it to the people right yeah making that planet making that planet part of the viltrum society i guess right yeah and uh, there's there's a twist that comes later on in the story that throws that completely on its head. And how it far str- along, how far down the road does that twist come? Late. 
late. Yeah, mm-hmm. very late. So then late. why are you putting it out? Because it's cool. Jesus Christ. God damn it. I'm so sorry. I'm back on it. I'm back on it. Back on it. <laughs> Do and you so, want to just tell the whole story? Tell the whole story, Joe. Oh, shit, Danny. You should tell it because you were right. He uh, he tells him whenever he sat down. So he told him whenever he was a kid, I was wrong. Look at that. I'm going to need that. Uh, on, little, little oh. <laughs> That's Danny's new ringtone. That's my new ringtone. <laughs> Joey's saying, I was wrong. Fuck. Uh-huh. You, you take it from here, man. <laughs> no, the, uh, read that little that little snippet. Because that's, yeah, that's, that's an interesting. Yeah. yeah, that's an important snippet. It's uh, when Mark, Mark is what, eight, six? Yeah. Six or eight, and his dad sets, sits him down. He's like telling him, hey, check this out. <laughs> Yeah, you're right. It is a good. He sat him down. And said, "There's a, you're, there's a good chance that uh, you're going to start developing superpowers." Uh, but he throws it in like, "You're going to hit puberty. You're going to get acne. Your voice will start to crack. You'll, you'll begin to grow hair in strange places. Uh, then there's a good chance you'll start to develop superpowers, <laughs> super strength, super speed, flight." Yeah. Like, you imagine it's... like, well, I can't I mean my dad never talked to me about anything. But could you imagine your parent being like, "All right, we're going to have a talk about," it, and you're like, "Man, I already learned about this." So that's another. Class. That's <laughs> another uh, trope that yeah. was broken. Yeah. A oh, healthy yeah. relationship uh, with your dad. <laughs> <laughs> a real life trope. <laughs> a real life trope. Uh, laughing and sad. The only, the only thing my dad told me was get the wrench and get not that wrench, one. Yeah. <laughs> how, do you, how do you not know what that is? Oh, uh, yep. For my dad, was like, how can I help? It's like by getting out of the way. Exactly. Yeah, I yeah, doubt. Like, That's I'm glad we can bond over this, man. <laughs> <laughs> We're all brown, bro. That's what it is. Yeah. That was life. That was life. Uh-huh. <laughs> and so, uh, Why don't you go inside and help your mother instead? <laughs> <laughs> we... Uh, we pick up uh, for another trope uh, in uh, number two. Um, Invincible runs into the Teen Team, which is a, a trope on the the, the Teen Titans, Young Justice, young justice. Titans, yeah. And uh, and here they, uh, I forget what's exactly. Happening. So they're the second tier team, right? In yeah, because the, yeah. the first one yeah. is the what are they, whatever they're called, the Society. I don't know. Are they and they the Globe? Guardians of the Globe. Guardians of the Globe. Global Guardians. No, I think it's the Guardians of the Globe. Guardians of the Globe. Yeah. Okay. It was real close to the Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, But they're the Guardians of the Globe. But these guys are the team team, and they're the ones underneath it, and they kind of handle, like, the street-level stuff. Right. Which is crazy because the perspective of this story, it kind of makes them seem like they're the main core team and that the Guardians of the Globe are kind of, like, while they still have the status of, like, a Justice League, they're still in the background. Like, their story's being told, but it's not being focused on them. Yeah. Do you think, uh, there's a quick aside, do you think that the writers of uh, Young Justice, the animated show, took that idea and mm-hmm. ran with it? Because Young Justice... is completely different from any kind of... They, like, focus primarily on... Oh, the, wow. The Titans and yes. all the sidekicks and everything. Yes. And the Justice League are kind of just background characters mm-hmm. appearing sporadically throughout That's the That's cool. Yeah. yeah. I never thought of it that way. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. Okay. Yeah, the Young Justice came out like, what, 2014, something like that? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah. I can see it, man. Uh, but what's really cool about it is that uh, the one of the main characters in the story, uh, her name is Adam Eve. Uh, she's a, a student in Mark's High School. And another trope that gets broken here is like, I, you think goggles are gonna, yeah, uh, like you think I'm not gonna recognize you just because you're not wearing goggles <laughs> or some shit like that. That's a like, what wasn't that a, a thing in the, the Green Lantern movie? Yeah, yeah. She's like, you have like a, a green mask, a little thin green mask, a little thin green mask. I I know your face. <laughs> what the hell's wrong with you? 
And that niece, she's pretty tight, man. She can like uh, pretty much warp reality, correct? She, uh, I don't really like, know what she like, does. She can redistribute and control atoms, atoms yeah. right? Yeah, like molecules. She's like molecule man. Kinda. She's exactly like she's way overpowered. Like mm-hmm. they don't play it up at first because you don't understand. You you really don't understand her power set mm-hmm. as the series goes on, though. Like yes. wow. So, mm-hmm. but yeah, she's. She's an, a, an incredible character. The way they built her, the way they uh, set up her powers and everything, and the way she interacts with Mark, like she's kind of just nonchalant, like "Welcome to being a superhero." Yeah, here are the ground rules, you know, because she even tells him, "If you can fly, fly." No one ever looks up. Yeah, like that's that's kind of at the end. And as as I was reading it, I was like, even back then when I read it the the first time, I was like. That's true. Right? Oh, yeah, Whenever I'm right. like out and about, never I'm never like walking, looking up. Like, yeah, she's unless right. you hear like a like a plane, yeah. right? But yeah. that's something that's like motor generated, right? Yeah, and there's uh, who duplicates on the team. Uh, Duplicate Rex Blode. Rex Blode. Rex Blode. Fucking hate that guy. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and robot. Robot. robot and just dude. robot. Robot's tight. Oh, we were so. Last night we had a little gathering and somebody was asking, oh, the podcast, how did this get made? Oh, yeah. Was I was asking about that. With and Paul Shear and... Paul Shear, mm-hmm. Jundai and Raphael, and Jason Matsukas. In the animated series of Invincible, Jason Matsukas is the voice of Rexplode. Who's Jason Matsukas? Yes, from Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Um... He's always playing those crazy, like, psychotic characters or yeah. those very, like, wild, chaotic I, characters. The League. He was in the League. Rafi in the League. Yeah. <laughs> He's crazy, oh, yeah. Dude. This guy. That guy, yeah. Oh, fuck. Yeah, he does play Rexplode, yeah. Because Joey was asking, who's Jason Mantzoukas? I'm like, you don't know who Jason Mantzoukas yeah. is? The name doesn't sound familiar to me, man, still. And then Paul Shear, he's and he writes stuff too, right? Like he's written yeah. some comics. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. But yeah, so they have, they meet the, the teen team, and they're fighting the two. What are the two uh, twins' names? The Brawler the twins. The Brawler twins. The Brawler twins, yeah. and they were stealing Xbox 360s. Yeah. So they could take this this computer chips out of them. <laughs> <laughs> it's very specific. Well, I mean. <laughs> Well, you have to okay. So the brawler twins, while they're these big brawler brute guys, they're they're actually like scientists. Yeah, like they they've cloned each other, but they're so in depth within the tech, the DNA technology, whatever you want to call it, that they're not acknowledging like who's the clone. They're like you're the clone. No, no you're, you're the clone. The clone. Oh, right. okay, okay. One wants the original, to be the yeah. original, right? Sucks. Man. So that's a cool dynamic because within you know they want to be the smartest, but also that's yeah that's and that's also another trope right. that Kirkman turns on its head. Like usually, the big mm-hmm. strong guy, that's all he is. Yeah, I think in his like yeah, or Bruce, they're very passive, like Beast or like um, yeah, uh, Bruce Banner. Even mm-hmm. as uh, Smart Hulk in the comics, yes. you know it. it it wasn't the same, like savage. Very, like for the longest time, he was just the duality between Bruce Banner and the Hulk. It never merged into one until later on when Peter David took over writing. I think the uh, the one that he might have gotten his idea from is Maul. Yes, from the from Wildcats. Wildcats. Yep, because as Maul gets uses his brain more, he gets smaller. Yeah. 
And as he, like, you know, leans into his aggression or his physical attributes, he gets he, bigger. Well, that's cool. Yeah. yeah. So, but the Brawler twins, uh, when they make their appearance, yeah, they're still... And that's a that's a sign of of that specific point in time. They're stealing Xbox 360. Right. Yeah. Because if you go back further and further and further in comics, you see like just what what was the height of technology. I saw a meme the other day. It says, "Remember when you could destroy the world with a floppy disk?" <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> Or yeah, the old '80s sci-fi action movies. Yeah, They're like get this, get the disc, get the disc. Like what was it? Star Trek, the motion picture. They needed to store five megabytes of data. <laughs> five megabytes. Five megs of data <laughs> that could save the universe. Uh, and they were all scrambling, like, who's got that much storage space? <laughs> like, what? how are we going to do this? Now that's like an app, right? Yeah. Like, download, download an app to save the world. Like Angry Birds. Well, I can delete my Angry Birds. That'll, that'll clear up enough space on my phone. Maybe maybe delete two pictures. Yeah. <laughs> Dang. It's terrible, man. But yeah, that's <laughs> terrible. But it's a sign of the time. Right, you're right, you're you know? right. And also, it's like, you know, th that's something I think that would draw kids into this kind of story, too. Of yeah. Like an Xbox 360. Yeah. It's, it's you know, a relatable like, thing. You know, they like, could have put... You, if you might mention, like, oh, they're trying to steal, you know... Plutonium. Plutonium, or, yeah. or yeah. you know... Because that... Oh, that's another trope. That's another trope. It's always like the evil, oh, yeah, evil yeah, scientists yeah. always trying to steal some kind of ridiculous... I watched Black Adam today. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> it was complete garbage. <laughs> Episode but they were they were mining this material, this mineral called Eternium, oh which is a completely gosh. made up shit. Eternium Some for the movie, yeah, in the movie. No, is it for, it made up for the movie? Yeah, it's made up for the movie. It doesn't it doesn't really exist. Wait, guys, was it Eternia? Is this a He-Man <laughs> He crossover? crossover? Yeah, but then, and they're stealing the multi the He-Man multiverse. Yeah. But it got me to thinking, like Avatar. Avatar just came yeah. out. Avatar two yeah. just came out. Uh, in the first one, they were looking for unobtainium. Yeah, like all the, they they. It's always some ridiculously named or or like we need these Xbox three sixty. Yeah, but the Xbox three sixties, bam! That's something that like I know exactly what that is. You know, it's perfect, man. Yeah, it's really cool. Like, uh, I think uh, the relatable aspect of that is Tony Stark. Uh, palladium when he was stealing it from his own missiles. Yeah, he was mining it from his own missiles. He's like, Yeah, just I need, I need like six more of these. We have the missiles right there, just pull it out. You know, like he knew what it was. I don't know what the fuck it was, but I know what a Stark Stinger missile looks like because I've seen it, you know. So, but the Xbox 360 is something to mm -hmm. rela relatable, so it doesn't, he doesn't, he's like. What can they be stealing that I don't have to make up? I don't have to make Invincitonium. <laughs> <laughs> but I think it's kind of cool, too, because it's like these guys are so smart that it's like they don't have to steal like the most like they can just be like, Mon I'll make it from a game. Yeah. Yeah. Like the I'll most mundane thing like it, this already has the components I need. I don't need to go steal from a high risk security. And if the Walmart greeter tries to stop me, I'll just face plant him. Like, yeah. Face palm him, you know. And as cool as those two guys are, they get beat. They get washed, bro. They, they get Robot washed. Robot comes in and is like, clack, 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 clack. 
Yeah, he like shocks him, man. And then after that, we cut to the mall where kind of like the main plot of the first mm-hmm. volume is really taking place or moves forward. And uh, somebody is installing bombs in civilians and just like leaving them in places. And mm-hmm. uh, the third issue, sorry, the second issue ends with one of those bombs going off in uh, one of the malls in the in the city. Boom, hmm. boom, yeah. And then uh, in chapter three, we open up on uh, the principal kind of giving a, a big speech, and it's, uh, Mark is there with uh, Eve. Um, and then uh, I think they're kind of talking about like what's. Uh, uh, like the superhero plans tonight. Like, what are you doing tonight? And all this. Yeah. And it's like, oh, I got to go to work. You know, and I love that part. That's one of the part, uh, the pieces of this character that I love. But, you know, and I kind of took a little bit of that with like Bronze Man. Yeah. The, the idea of Bronze Man. Like right. the Superman that has to pay bills, you know, is bound to, to a nine to five or, you know, whatever the case may be. Right. But, um, and I love it. But also at the same time, this guy is invincible now. And he... Uh, well, him. that just means he can dunk the fries into the <laughs> with, his, with his hand. His he can just fucking hand. <laughs> yeah, I would hustle that so hard. Yeah. For ten bucks, I'll do it right now for ten bucks. Yeah, but no. Uh, the what you call it? His boss is like uh, telling him like um, it's like to stay longer or some shit. Yeah. Like some oh, yeah. some disagreement. You know, I could read it right here. Well, but. it's a it's it's the shitty managerial again. You know, and that's. A that's real life trope. Yeah, that's yeah. a real life thing that happens all the time. Mm-hmm. So the fact that Kirkman's just throwing it in there, you know, that's everybody's experience at one point or another. Yeah. You know? And then I love it because Mark is like, you know what? I'm going to quit. Yeah, I don't need He's this like a jerk. And he walks outside. He's like, oh, fuck, my dad's going to kill me. Like just that little, fuck, I, I don't have a job right now. Yeah. You know? Uh, and then his dad takes him out flying afterwards. Like, it's the coolest fucking thing. Like, God damn it, man. Well, and you have to remember his dad is a hero himself. So yeah. he gets it. You know, he like you're not going to have a normal life. Right. You know, holding down a regular job is not going to be easy. Like, his, what does his dad do for a living? I forgot. You don't know what his dad does for a living? No. Jesus. I don't remember what. He he's, a, he's a writer? Yeah. Oh. Look at There's producer Mason, though. Tight. Producer tight, Mason. tight. Mason, Mason. We're going we're gonna to switch Joey out for Mason. <laughs> I'll be all right with it. Yeah, he's a writer. Oh, yeah, because he does his his book signings and yeah. stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, okay. So, all, like, all his adventures as Omni-Man, he writes, he them. Uh, writes them as, like, uh, uh, science fiction yeah, novels. Yeah. fiction novels, <laughs> yeah. So cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Fuck, I'm so sorry. My bad, Mason. But yeah, so his, <laughs> dad, bad. his dad's like, it's cool. We'll go flying. Kind of teaches him the ropes. Tells him, you know, this is how we fly. It's not just like we like we we push. Against. Oh, yeah. They explain it really yeah, cool. It's like, yeah. It's like we create our own leverage. You know, uh, we we have footing wherever we go. Mm-hmm. That's so fucking and they, cool. And in the show, it's really cool because it kind of shows him like how they can just like change direction. Yeah. Just by pushing against, which was like, wow, that's cool. It is yeah. really cool, man. It's like a real life uh, physics mm-hmm. uh, explanation on flying, and then we break that whenever there's like an extra dimensional portal that opens up, and these alien creatures show up and just start attacking them both, hmm. and it's great. Yeah, they look like a ambush bug from DC. Kind of like a, there's oh, some green like yeah. little grasshopper looking things, mm-hmm. um, and uh, you know they're they're both fighting, and and their thing is being outside of their universe, they age quicker. Oh yeah, I, didn't than, know. I forgot about that. Then like. Like really fast, so they they have to go through these portals to like, I don't know how they to sustain their universe or whatever, but 
Joey's flipping through right now. He's like, yeah, this is cool. He's remembering, he's remembering how cool it is, how cool the book was, and he's completely silent. He's like, whoa, I got to well, read they, this again. There's there's some really cool ways that they show, like, uh, you know, the inexperience between, not, well, yeah, the inexperience between the two. Like, uh, there's this one panel right here after the alien fight where uh, Mark's dad is flying forward and, you know, he's trying to keep up with them. And then you just see the panel. Uh, Omni Man just gets smaller and smaller and smaller. Oh right, because they explain to you how pushing that leverage has a physical toll on you. It's yeah. like you know you're you you are like you breathing feel, hard. Like a muscle, you're yeah. working out. So he's like, you have to get conditioned to doing it. And then that's whenever uh, uh, they he like, hears a bomb, like or hears the ticking or something mm-hmm. like that. Uh, and then the, uh, that's whenever he goes in and uh, he finds one of the guys. And instead of like trying to save him, he just chunks the guy up to save more people. So I mean. Uh, you probably would argue like Superman would have found a way like use heat vision like mm-hmm. to solder it off or not solder like you know take it off and uh, something like that. But he just chunks mm-hmm. them. Yeah, you know I, in, I wouldn't. Yeah, in 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 the DC universe, I think he would have lived. He would have lived, but but in the DC universe, you wouldn't have had the doctor or whatever whoever's strapping bombs because he's not just strapping bombs. He is surgically implanting yeah. these bombs yeah. into people. You know, replace removing and replacing vital organs. So you know, in in this universe, in the Invincible universe, that was that is literally one life for thousands. Yeah, you know, and it makes sense. And then at the end of it, uh, like before, like right after he chunks the guy, uh, there's like a small portal that opens up right behind Omni Man, and he's taken away. And then Mark shows up to his mom, and he's like, uh. Dad was like sucked into this portal. She's like, "Oh, okay. You know, we'll have pork chops when he gets home. You know, something like that." It. So this scene reminds me, and I'm not calling myself a, a woman, but very much like a paternal or maternal uh, kind of figure towards Joseph. Oh God! Because there are times when like things happen, and Joey is panicky. This oh. scene right here, when Mark goes home, yeah. he's like, uh, dad got sucked into a portal. I don't think he's going to make, yeah. make it home. And his mom's like, all right, more pork chops for us. <laughs> you know, Joey, there are times when Joey is in the message like, guys, guys. Blah, 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 and he's like spouting off this thing like, dude, calm down. We're fine. Don't. Yeah. What are you talking about? <laughs> we'll get there. For yeah. Sure, I, for sure. I, uh, I think a little bit of me is like sadomasochistic to my anxiety. Like myself and do things. Well, how we grew up, man. Yeah. Like, I mean, when my dad, like, growing it was everything had to be like anxiety. You yeah. Have to think about your next yeah. move, next move, next move. Right. To fit it all in when you don't, you might not even have that time in the day to do it. Exactly. So just do what you can until, yeah, that's kind of like instilled in us, I feel like. Right. So it's good to have like other people to be like, hey, man, it's cool. We can do it like another. You're like, oh, you're right. There isn't any kind of, it's all in my head. It's all from like how I'm used to doing things. For sure. And at the end, we are here at chapter four, and that's the end of uh, the first volume of Invincible. And uh, we open up on uh, Mark kind of at a uh, at his wit's end, almost. You know, he his safety net is taken out from under him. He doesn't have like almost immediately. Yeah, yeah. That so that is his Uncle Ben moment. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, for the for that first volume, because uh, Spider Man loses Uncle Ben, and that that was his like kind of confidant. Um, mm-hmm. You know, Batman has Alfred, but as a young child, his parents are brutally taken away from right in front of him. And that was at the at that moment his safety net. 
you know, uh, this is Mark's kind of like moment where, holy shit, you know, things get real for him. Mm-hmm. And so he goes to the first place that he can think of, and that's to the teen team, sorry, teen team. Um, and he goes to tell Robot what's going on. And then that's whenever uh, Adam Eve and Rex Blode pop up and I fucking Rex. I hate him so much. Like Rex is that dude that like knows you like his girl and he's like all on her even more so. And then like eyes you like, Man, just fuck. I, he's you a know? crypto bro. He's trying to sell crypto. <laughs> he's a crypto Chad. Crypto Chad. Yeah. Yeah. And then, um, you know, I, I think they're like, uh, you know, uh, I was like, any idea who's behind it? And then uh robot's like, you know, we can't do anything right now. I need to investigate, yeah. you know, go about your day and, and all that. And then so like Mark is, he gets home and he sees the kind of the other side of, of his mom's character. And this is cool because up until then we just see her as so one dimensional. Right. Oh, yeah. You know, he's, he's fine. Blah, blah. He'll come back here. We see her kind of really feeling the effects of not knowing if he's ever going to really come back. You know, if this is going to be the one and time. It's not, where, yeah. And it's not uh, the first time. Like yeah. this is something, and this is something that I don't think uh, comics really uh, touch on in, in enough of the worrying girlfriend slash wife slash significant other, you know, enough to, to really portray them as a multidimensional yeah. character. I think the only person they might have done this with is Mary Jane in the Spider-Man comics. And even then, it's always he always comes home. Yeah. Yeah. You know, or maybe Iris West uh, and, oh, yeah, and Linda, yeah. Linda, Iris Allen and, and Linda West Park. Yeah, they really they really gave his mom like more dimension. Yeah, and then they also like just kept her in that moment of always kind of being aware of what's going on because it's her family that she's dealing with, right? Like she's a part of that family too, and and she's not just the character. It's like oh, she's like she's actually like like this. This affects her. Yeah, and so they they show you those her thoughts, her feelings, like her opinions on matters. Yeah, whether she like executes. What she what she thinks should happen, or it plays out that way, they at least show you that, which, right? Which is really cool. It's not like Aunt May when Peter Parker comes home beat up, and she's like, "Here's some wheat cakes, here. <laughs> you know." What happened to you? Yeah. Oh, it fell off a skateboard with all his like broken. Oh, bones. Peter, those skateboards are so dangerous. <laughs> <laughs> and then she like goes disappears into the kitchen forever. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it always gets me inspired. That side out that uh, there's that one panel where she's like trying to go knock on Peter's door. And his webbing, I guess he left his like uh, his web shooters on the floor, so they're like leaking through the door. But it looks like, you know, like a, yeah. a young teenager's been in it. And she's like, "What's this?" But she never like later on. She's never like, "We need to have a talk." It's just like, "Oh, it's his privacy." Like, yeah, <laughs> that is it's from an old book. It's from an old yeah. book. Okay, because even then, there's still questions to be asked. Oh yeah, but yeah. we're not gonna ask them here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So uh, we, we cut. Joey, to- do you not know what the hell? Well, we'll Aren't on. you twenty eight? Yeah. We'll <laughs> <on>. <laughs> there are why still would questions it, to be asked? So, why would it be right next to the door? <laughs> are you aiming it like right there? Like what is happening? Well, if your doors don't lock, you've got to like put your hand up against it. So, yeah. So, so nobody you, comes, <laughs> nobody comes in. It's the it's the it's the what is it the anticipation? Yeah. The, the <laughs> rush, man. The rush. <laughs> The rush of getting caught. Yeah. That builds into it. Anyone could walk in. Really hold this door now. Y'all have done that. (laughs) This is me a smoker from experience. 
Oh my gosh. <laughs> Anyways, cutting back to it. We have um, Mark and uh, Adam and Eve in school, and uh, they're they have a class together, and they're talking, and you know, Eve is like really trying to console Mark right here in this moment because he's showing he, he's bringing his work to school with him, if you will. You know, he's showing his emotions. He's not really able to contain uh, and all that, which I I kind of love. They they illustrated that. I mean, um, there's there's a lot to be said about you know having these emotions whenever you're you're not feeling too good. And you just kind of have to go by it and just not really acknowledge. Well, him it. expressing it, yeah, that's yeah. A, that's another thing. Because how much how much does like Batman deal with and and just no, I'm a yeah. brood. Like, dude, go talk to a therapist. <laughs> Yeah, and then the, the you know what? I bet you and the scarecrow would get along so much better <laughs> if you just sat down over some coffee and talked the shit out. <laughs> that dude is a therapist, yeah. he's a psychoanalyst. I'm pretty sure he can help you out, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I need to read that book, that'll be a cool one. But uh, we uh, we get to a point where um, you know, Mark is talking to Eve, and it's in the middle of class, and then this jerk ass teacher's. Uh, really uh, making a spectacle of him. He's like, excuse me, you too. And he's like, you know, it's all salt. Yeah, tell yeah. him to stop. Uh, and then uh, he's like, quite frankly, I expect more out of you too. And he's like, love birds. And uh, this is the only part that I didn't like. This causes the entire class to start laughing. And then this is the part of me that feels like Robert Kirkman was just a little bit out of touch with what was happening here because that shit doesn't really... No, did you not go to high school? Yeah, but like, like, teachers were always trying to like relate to kids in some way. Yeah, like, I went to the Vegas, so like the most that would happen here is like, oh, they fucking, and then like that'd be it, and like just like move on to the next deal, and like that's they wouldn't be calling lovebirds, wouldn't be like laughing and nothing like that. Just this one felt a little awkward. Or like you never like you were passing notes and teacher got it and was like, okay, let's read it to the class, and it's like, will you go to the dance with me? And the answer is no. Yeah, not in high school. Oh, y'all had phones back then. Y'all had texting. Y'all were texting. Oh, everybody. shit. Yeah, yeah, I didn't. Yeah. And MySpace. Yeah. MySpace. Yeah. <laughs> hey, that was a shit, man. But anyway, uh, we uh, we end up, this is like the first kind of like negative interaction that we have with this teacher. Yeah. And this is a good point to hang on to moving forward. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And uh, we, um, what you call it, uh, as the class gets out, the... Uh, Eve gets a phone call from Robot, and he's like, hey, man, we need you right over here. Uh, we've been uh, using a secondary operating systems to run checks on all the employees at your high school, a teacher's custodian. Uh, and he's like, basically trying to warn her about what, something, um, and uh, he, he's interrupted before he can finish it. And then they uh, they go. I'm running blank. Sure. I mean... I don't see how you're running blank. You have the book right in front of you. I know, but I can't read faster than I can talk. Mondo, can you? Yeah, I'm, well, it might just re- rem- like trigger like yeah, whatever what happens. Uh, like, <clears throat> I don't want to mess it up. Um, oh yeah, yeah. So they they go because they're like, oh, um, he's like, yeah, we run in checks, and then they're in a they're. I don't know if it reveals who they're fighting. But they're about to leave, and it turns out that they discover the teacher's uh, house and that he's the one that's been doing these, like, surgical uh, procedures, I believe. Yeah, so he's the one responsible for... Right. but he also did one to himself. And so, so they, like, Invincible has to make that decision, and, like, he pretty much just takes him up in the air and uh, 
like explodes. Like kind of like what Omni Man did with the the other. And this one. In Invincible's case, is super justified because he was a dick to me earlier. <laughs> Fuck this guy in particular. <laughs> Throw him in the air and let him explode. So, and then so like yeah, and so the end of it is like they're all at the dinner table, him and his parents, and like his dad came back. Like his swoops dad in, came right? back. Yeah. Remember, remember, his dad disappeared through right. a portal, and then all of a sudden, like last page, so last dad's page, back, yeah. so nonchalant, so like yeah, uninspired. Just hey, it's dinner time. And so he's kind of nervous because, you know, they're all going to talk about their day. And he's nervous to tell him, like, hey, I had to, like, murder one of my teachers because he was. And he tells him, he's like, I ha- you know, one of my teachers was this thing. And his dad replies, well, well, I went to this foreign planet and blah, 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 did this. And his mom is just like, what did she say? She's like, like, that's nice. She's Who's like, ready for dessert? Right. Yeah. She's like, See? this is our life. And so I feel that ends on a like, wow, this is he's getting, like, used to this being his life. It was but, a really good book. But what a yeah. great introduction to the yeah. to the the series of like you guys said in the beginning how it knocks out all the tropes, it gets out all the origin stuff kind of out of the way, but also implements like how it's going to move forward, how he's going to deal with it. Yeah. It was great. I it was I it's crazy cuz when I first saw this book on shelves, it was like when it came out. I was very like not reading indie stuff. I was like, "Oh, this is just like another trying to be it looked- it's going to be a copy of whatever it Hero. looked, uh, yeah, it looked weird because the artwork was different mm-hmm. from anything I had seen before. Right. The cover was very plain compared to everything else that was on the show. So it was, it was very striking. It stood out mm-hmm. is what I'm saying. I'm not saying it was bad or anything. I was just like, right. wow, it really caught your attention. So, it, I mean, I read the first at least 12, 15 issues as floppies before I just like let me get the thing yeah I probably if I would have jumped into it I definitely would have been more invested so what did you guys think of the animated series I loved it do you think it was a good adaptation of it I yeah I think it's a pretty good adaptation I mean I think it was for because you know they weren't whenever you start a show like this you don't know if it's going to take off like you know the MCU stuff or whatever so they had to I think they had to compress a lot of the story Mm -hmm. that they wanted to tell but also not keep some stuff behind. So because you never guaranteed more than one season of anything. Mm-hmm. So it was a, like I said, it was a good adaptation. I don't. They're gonna make a live action series as well. Are they really? They're supposed to. Like you don't need to. You have a great. Yeah. Anyways, with that being said, let's go to break, guys. You got it. back to the long box podcast this part is brought to you by skate waco make sure you head on over to skate waco for the end of the year january uh, god damn it <laughs> <laughs> what are we doing with skate waco skate waco end of the year skate waco at the end of the year they're gonna have their new year's eve lock-in party from 7 p.m to 6 a.m dang a lock-in party hell yeah that's tight bro it I is tight so lock- that's, that's cool tight. we might go to that Go it, have fun, man. It's, it's some shit. Everybody needs to go at least once. Be a kid again. There's probably might be you know uh, three, two, three hundred people. Uh, there was there the last time, yeah. like wow. two fifty, I think. Yeah. Uh, so make sure I go head over to that one. Yeah. Fuck. Go, I, go break your ankles. <laughs> <laughs> we get we give lessons, so if you need help, we got you. Yeah. Uh, but getting into uh, the final uh, the final breakdown for today, man. 
Um, do you guys have any shout outs? Anything to anybody to to shout out? Jesus. I know, man. I wow. I fucked that up so hard. Yeah. Like twice. I liked Invincible and Invincible was great. Um, the second season is dropping soon. They're supposed to be announcing some new stuff, so I'm excited for that. Shout out to my wife, Kate. Um, shout out to the kids. Shout out to Rogue here, the studio, putting it down. Shout out to you guys. That's my shout out. So. Yeah. Invincible was good. I like it. I bought the uh, Ultimate Collection Volume 1 through 12, all of them. So, you know. They're the oversized where they have multiple uh, volumes inside, but it's the entire run from issue one all the way to whatever they ended on. And they probably have like art and sketch. Oh, they've got so much content in the back of each one. Like you thought uh, uh, your little volume had stuff. (laughs) This one. Look at that. This one has all artist kinds, notes, all artist kinds notes uh, writer notes uh, from going back and forth with the artists, covers, sketches, breakdowns of panels and everything. Wow. Marker comps. Color schemes are crazy. Just all kind of look different uh, versions of Omni-Man and Invincibles. Fresh. You got Chibis. Whoa. I didn't know they did all Look that. that. There's the writer, writer notes. Oh my god! Script notes, and then some breakdowns of. Uh, look, there's the first. Is that their pitch? That's the first. Yeah, that's the first, very first image of Invincible. Right there. Kind of looks like Red Explodes. Yeah, the color, scheme, the is color com- scheme is different. It's not wow. blue and gold. It's orange, red, and gold. Yeah, and black. So man, that's cool. Yeah. So. Damn, man. Dude, I love how he made the little neck collar and the the abdomen yeah, kind of yeah. like eye like image. That's tight. Yeah. So, but yeah, I man thoroughly enjoyed the series. I I really want to continue on going down this hole. And uh, tight. Talk about talk more about Invincible going forward. Uh, shout out to my wife. It was her birthday last night. Woo-hoo. We uh, got together, had a party and everything. She was completely surprised. Did not expect it at all. It was a real surprise party, man. Yeah, it was really it tight. Was, it was your first ever surprise yeah. party, right? I like, was like, really I happy kept, to be I there. I kept getting that. Everybody was like, I've never been to an actual successful For surprise real? party. Yeah. I've even never been to a failed one. I would have been happy with that. Like, you've oh, you've never been to a surprise party, period. Wow. Yeah. Like, uh, who was it? Katie? Stop me. She's like, I've never actually seen a successful surprise party. Like the guest of honor always knows or figures it out somehow. And uh, we had the uh, taco truck out there and the, even the caterer was like, how did, how did you not, how did she not figure all this out? (laughs) Everybody was just amazed. It was a great time. We had fun. Good job, Danny. Yeah. Good job, Danny, man. Shout out to my wife. Uh, Shout out to you guys. Shout out to rogue media. Yeah, shout out to producer Mason. Hell yeah. Keeping Joey on track. <laughs> Jesus Christ. We're going to get Mason in here one day. Hell yeah, we will. Uh, so. For me, uh, Invincible was a really cool, refreshing take on the superhero genre. I, I know it definitely inspired me to uh, take on my own uh, aspects of, of writing and creating superheroes and uh, not following uh, the years long of tradition of uh, the tropes and everything and, you know, 
really finding ways to deconstruct them and make them new and make them fun and make them uh, yours almost, yeah. you know? Um, but uh, I definitely need to be uh, uh, more invincible savvy. I I will definitely touch upon it. Shout out to Mason for keeping us straight over here, man. Uh, yeah, Mason, uh, we uh, before we get to the next episode, I'll get your your social stuff because we need to get you shouted out uh, as much as we can. Yeah, because you're, sure. you're you're a gold mine, dude. Uh, but no, shout out to Mason. Shout out to Rogue Media Network for uh, for keeping us on. Uh, shout out to uh, the tens of fans that have been waiting for us to come back with an episode. Um, and shout out to my wife. Uh, kind of a little. A little, uh, little tidbit. She uh, got me my early Christmas present, and she signed me up for a therapist. So, oh, I, hey, look at you! I for at least this whole year, because I remember last Christmas I was telling her like, yeah, I really want to go. Like next year, I really want to yeah. make it a, a point to go mm-hmm. see a therapist. And uh, she's like, yeah, I know you didn't. I know it's probably tough for you, but I did it for you. Good. And I was like, I fucking love you. That's tight. So I'm excited. I, I've been needing to go on that journey too. So um, I'm I'm going to be going on that journey pretty soon. So shout out to my wife. All right. Nice. Tight. Way to go, Jessica. Get this guy's brain straightened out. Maybe he'll remember Robert Kirkman. God damn it. <laughs> and with that, I think I think we're done. That's right? it. Yeah, yeah. signing off. See you next time. Let's hit the button. Yeah, <laughs> Jennifer Love Hewitt. <laughs> we'll see you guys see next, y'all time. next time. Peace. <laughs> Bye. Be sure to hit the like button, subscribe to see what we have to say. You can find us on social media. You can find Joey at Joey Gonzalez. Um, you can find me at Armando Ramirez underscore art, and you can find Danny at Imaginary Heroics. And you can find Plus Waco Comics on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Plus Waco Comics. Excelsior. <laughs> Sweet Christmas. Sweet Christmas. Throw <laughs> a couple of them in there. Curse you, Richards. <laughs> <laughs> Holy tuna fish sandwich, Batman. <laughs> Imperious Rex. <laughs> yeah, there you go. This has been a Rogue Media Podcast.